it's a it's a physical um what's up guys welcome back this is our fucking 40 i don't know a lot of podcasts and we have wickham back what's up and billy my two favorite fucking people um uh, og podcasters and we were just talking about um hearing what it's like to hear your wife getting fucked by another man (laughs) right it's really gnarly i mean like i was in the fetal position all night like but it's a physical thing it's just physical like i mean if you're confident in the relationship you have like i want to have fun she she you know it spices things up It, it really it really hyped up our I just thought about if like my parents listen to that. That's where it gets dicey. Do your parents know that? I you don't know. I just I can't filter myself. I just want if I'm gonna go for like honesty and like transparency, then I have to go all Does the way. Does she care that you're saying this? No, or, not really. Can I turn this one down at all? Is that a possibility? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's gonna my, bust my eardrums out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you also have to put that all the way um, over there. But yeah, so. Um, it's it's uh, but it really like escalated our it like brought us together in a lot of ways. Like it was really like it heightened the sex. I mean, you know, we've been we've been it, together for fifteen years. Like, and then you like have something like that shake it up. It was like we were like. Getting, we were getting down in the bathroom in between her clients. It, it just felt like we were like back in it, you know. And I just saw her in this weird, in this different way. Like I was really like into her. Like, have you ever thought like how it would kind of turn you on, like a little bit, to see your chick getting like it's really scary Cuck, to cuckold think about. fantasies. It's really that's what those are. Are yeah, it's, that's a category on porn sites, right? Yeah, it's 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 really scary to think about, but there is something sexual about it, and it's yeah. something that turns you. It's like on some caveman it. shit. Some like yeah, it's just like ooh, like yeah, you're 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 jealous, or she's being desired by someone else, and that makes you desire her even more. And, right. and if you have strength and honesty, and like if you have a strong relationship, and you have confidence. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ari talks about this on, on, on a, a few Would parts. you ever do it again or explore that again? I mean, I pretty much have to at this point. You have to? Did you know that chick Lux? Oh, yeah, Luxy Boo, so, right? So Veronica's going to like pay her to fuck me. Whoa. That's like a birthday present? Yeah, because she's like a professional. Whoa. Like that's what Veronica just told me the other day. Wow. And I'm like scared. Wait, is Veronica going to be there? She just thinks that I need like, um, I, I, cause the whole situation that happened with us in this other couple was kind of traumatic. It was, it didn't work out. I was there. I know this guy was, yeah, so, so you I was should, sleeping on that couch. If you're going to talk about it, you should probably explain it a little bit. Cause it wasn't all, you know, good and fine. Oh it, no. It, it, it was, was a, it was a terrible experience that turned good because you worked through it. But he, he knows that was some rough shit. He knows because he he's this is my sponsor. Did, did you know that? Yeah, I mean he it's knows just because. Sponsor, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I called you and I and you were some the person that I was talking to when I was going through that 
the main, my main, I mean, I wasn't really even like talking about it with anyone else. Um, but, uh, it was super painful. I mean, I haven't seen you that fucked up probably since maybe when we first started working together. Whoa. It's funny how he, I feel like he's more aware of how fucked up I am than like I am right. or anyone else. Because I just feel like this last couple weeks have been, yeah, I guess they weren't that bad. You're right. It wasn't that bad, but it was pretty bad after the incident that we had on this podcast. So what's going, what's going on with Lux? What's the story with that? Well, just b- before we get into all that, I just want to say that this is, um, this is the first podcast that we're doing since, or with Billy, since the CBD thing. And also Wickham was like my co-host for like a year on this podcast. And then he kind of like went a little crazy <laughs> and then like just like disappeared from my life and then came back into it. So it's kind of cool to have them both on the podcast cause they both understand this podcast. I think better than anyone else, any, any other people. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it's good to be here. It's a vibe. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm going too hard. Let's go, whatever. Okay, I just, with, with what? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just now being more conscious, but yeah, I'm just talking about my life and my experience. And it's like, you know, if you, if you, if somebody out there wants to judge me and my life and what I've, what I, what I've done, then that's, that's on them, you know, because I feel like these are issues that, that, that married couples deal with, especially after having a long time being married and if you're attracted to other women which all men are i think it's important to talk about that with your wife and explore that with your wife and i think it's important for couples to be able to be honest with each other like one one thing i talk about a lot uh, is about like how people when they get married they say oh you're my best friend and like i I, i'm calling bullshit because you 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 tell your best friend you want to fuck this instagram chick yeah you do Right. So if you can't tell your wife that, then she's not your best friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it takes a a lot of like unlearning our society's standards and, and, and what our society has like taught us. You have to yeah. kind of unlearn that and relearn something new, which is like honesty at like the highest level. And I think having an understanding of like, oh, we're lustful beings and we're sexual beings and like we're going to feel attracted to the opposite sex no matter whether we're married or not. Like just recognizing that truth, it makes it a lot easier to um, have these conversations with your wife. But no, she sees a therapist. We, we, we see a, a, a therapist. We've seen this woman together who she, she's kind of like a, a threesome therapist. Whoa. Yeah. So she, oh, interesting. She, she like is a, she helps couples like explore other sexual outlets. Okay. And, um, she's now starting to see this woman on her own. And, uh, I, I, I mean, I think that the truth is, is that she wants to like play. She wants to play around a little. That's cool. Um, yeah, but like, I don't know, like, oh, she wants to play around. Well, like with oh, girls thought, at first oh, okay, and like okay. get me back and like, she's attracted to other chicks. Like right. that's a cool. So thing. does that, does that like, that's fine. That's fine. It's the, it's the dude it's the dudes, part. Right. It's hard. Yeah. It's always going to be hard for me. Yeah. Like 
I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like more okay with it than other times. Like, but it's just hearing, would you rather have it be someone, you know, or you don't know? I don't know. It's just hearing her moan. Right. It's, it's the hardest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. So, so she's kind of dragging you down this road. Kind of. So again, he's kind of like the kind of, uh, trepidatious one. Like I'm a scared, I'm a scared, insecure, sensitive alcoholic. Let's just be real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and when I was the in a band, I'm, I'm going to get really, 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 really real right now. When I was in a band on tour, like I had some opportunities to fuck some hot chicks and I couldn't even get hard. Well, that's what I'm thinking. What because is, I'm what? supposed to be this like rock star and we come back to the hotel and I'm dead sober and they're fucking wasted and I don't even know who they are. They don't talk. I don't. I'm, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll eat you out. And then I'm eating them out. And then I'm like, fuck. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, look at this chick, dude. She's so fucking right. hot. And then I'm like, God damn it. Like, what the fuck? And it's like my worst nightmare is coming true in a hotel room in Chicago. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. And then I just sleep next to her. I, I mean, I couldn't, I could never go to sleep because I'm just sitting there looking at her ass after she passed out thinking I really want to hit that. And I can't What the fuck. And then she finally leaves at like 6am and I like watch some porn and just like, I'm just miserable. Right. And so, I have to get on so a flight why, the next day and it's just like Was it just cuz she was wasted and you life. were sober? Well, cuz once it becomes a thing in your head, you're fucked. Once what? Because once you're like afraid that you're not going to be able to like perform, uh, then you start sucking like, yourself out oh, and shit. It's the, it's right. like it's like the worst. It's yeah. like you're not even like and that was sort of that was happening with this other couple, just to kind right. Of, so that can be that's going to be a theme, probably. You're going to have to deal with. What yeah. If, I mean, even on your birthday, what if the same thing happens on my birthday? You said you're going to get this chick for your birthday. You said it was for my birthday. Did you talk to Veronica about that? No, I literally just I asked you. you I literally that. just asked you ten minutes ago. Oh, for your birthday, and you were like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't understand the question. It, it's not for my birthday. It's just for like to help me. Get over. Oh, I mean, don't get shit. me wrong. Like I hit that, but like it was like awkward, right? Like I needed to like, hard for you. get warmed up with V with with V and yeah. I think I am going a little so too hard. Let me ask you this. Oh, you're going too it's hard. It's fine. I was about like, to ask you. No, no, let's go. No, it's the thing is, people don't so, even really listen to so, this podcast. So uh, you know. It, what is she thinking? I mean, is she going to do two on one, one on two? Is, you know, are you down with all that? Are you down with two dudes doing your um, life? I, I, I think this is, this is the truth is if I'm like treated and confident and we're good and I'm not like succumbing to any of my like character defects and my like that bullshit then yeah, that shit would be like hot as fuck. I'd probably want her to be like sucking my dick for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could be fucking her while she's sucking someone else's dick. Yeah, because the, the I feel like that's yeah, like that harder, is it's a different right? thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree. Like I'm I literally you. told her that. I'm like I feel like that's that's something that's somewhere I like could. I feel like I could get there at some point. I mean, I feel like right, right now, I feel like I could because tonight's, I feel good. I'm like in a good place right now, right? But like 
a week or two ago when she brought it up to me, like I wasn't in such a good place and there was a lot of fear and I was like kind of scared. Yeah. I don't think that could work for most people, but maybe in your, maybe in your case, I don't think, I don't think a lot of things that I do would work for most people. I think I'm, I have a unique ability to, to like, um, be extra vulnerable and honest and like have people see my flaws and, for whatever reason, like I, 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 at a very early age, I was in a body cast and my dad's always put me in weird position, weird situations. And he's a weird dude. And I just feel like for whatever reason, I'm able to like do certain things, but I'm also, I also have other things that are weaknesses, you know, and part. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, the level of trust, I, I don't really think it's that crazy. Like, do you want to like you, everyone in this room wants to fuck yeah. Um, what's that Victoria's Secrets model's names? I would say everybody. Okay, a- Emily, Emily Rachowski, okay? We all want to fuck Emily Rachowski. I mean, it's crazy. I don't even know who that is. But Trust me, but you want to fuck her. You want to fuck her. Okay. <laughs> so why would we like ignore that? Why would we hide that from the person we love that we want to share the rest of our life with, right? So we want that. So why would it be so hard for me to understand that she well, also no, would enjoy no, that? No, I, I mean, that's... If I deprive her of that, I think actually I'm more likely to lose her. Maybe. Yeah, because you can't just deprive people of their basic needs and expect them to... Well, I think it, that's yeah, the reason most people are getting divorced. It's complicated. Yeah, it's pretty complicated. I mean, look, here, here's the thing is I definitely am not saying people should do this because the level of pain that I experienced was, was crazy. That's yeah. what I've heard. And from I'm multiple definitely people. afraid to do it again. I'm just saying that for me in this specific situation that I'm in, it made our relationship better. And I think trauma and things that appear to be bad at first brought you closer together are always good in the end. That's good. I well, and like, you guys just have a strong relationship in general too, you know? Um, yeah. And um, Veronica's a certain kind of girl. I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. So definitely, definitely not like every girl. I'm just, uh, you just turned him, uh, Billy. All the way up. Oh, wait, Billy, can you hear the mic now? Yeah. I don't know what that does. Because um, I'm like, really like, I, my voice like almost like doesn't sound right for some reason. I don't know why. <clears throat> I mean, but it looks, it looks pretty good, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Wickham's back. I've been <laughs> having to like pretty much do this. Yeah. Imagine that. I've been watching this like, I've had to figure it out by myself. All right. But yeah, because we were just talking because, you know, Wickham and, and, and Jordan, uh, my, my new sponsees here in the back, uh, we, they just are dealing with some breakups and um, the, 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 the topic came up of like, you know. Yeah, who brought, how did that come well, up? Well, because there were some texts that I read, but like, you know, basically oh, when you break, when you break yeah. up, when you break up. Oh yeah, his girlfriend. Do you mind if I say his what ex. happened? Yeah, so Jordan might. My sponsee's um, girlfriend, he just broke up with her and she's texting him like fucking novels, uh, uh, novels. To, to, to quote what Jordan said. And I, he, he just showed me and I just read one of the texts and said like, this does, this feels like shady, like, which is just like, yeah, I, I get like where, like what's going on. But she, then she said like, is, what is it? Like, do you want to fuck other girls? And I just was walking out of the bathroom thinking about that text 
thinking like, was she saying that to try to like mend the relationship? Like I'm down to let you if we can stay together. I feel like she was just on some like, no, she's just, yeah, she's just shit. Yeah. On some insecure shit. And you know, everyone's really insecure. And I think that that's the one thing that Veronica has that most girls don't have is that for some fucking reason, she just doesn't have that like insecure, jealous, vindictive like thing going on. Like, I don't know why, but because of that, um, like she, like me being with another chick, like that just turns her on. Huh? <laughs> I, know. I know, but like, I mean, look, I think that she could get to it, like, but, 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 but another, but me enjoying a movie with another chick and having a real connection would, with another chick, that, her that might threaten her. That would threaten her. Interesting. Right. Me like creating art with another chick and like having a connection, like that could probably, Has she ever brought many of that and, up? And, 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 and for me, like having another dude, like with a little bit of a bigger dick than mine, like getting her off a little bit better than me is like really fucked up for me. How yeah. hard is that? It's so hard, but it's just a, it, it, I think we put too much on the, the sex thing. Well, I think guys do specifically. Yeah. It's hard, man. Yeah. The ego. Ego will get you. Dude, I couldn't even imagine that. Some fucking well-hung dude just fucking the shit out of her, and she's, like, getting off way better. Dude, that whoa, just whoa. sounds like torture. Well, let know. me just keep it even more real. <laughs> dude was a friend of mine, and his he's, like, he's he's super hung. And I was, like, fucked up. And now you can't unknow that he's hung. No, I was, like, watch. I was, like, damn, dog. <laughs> you're just, like, a little bigger than me, and that sucks. Right. Yeah. Like we just put so much on that shit. And it's like, so what, dude? Girls don't even it's care. It's the size of some like thing in between our legs that's made to like make babies. Like, get over it. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to like be happy in my life and like make dope films and like help people like not fucking die. Right. Like, that's what's like this. Well, then fucking... We should probably not be talking about sex because that's a whole fucking other thing. No, no, we shouldn't. And I think that's where I wanted to make the, the transition was like, this is something that's not. I think we put too much on it though. And I think it's the cause of so many like breakups and insecurities and so much pain when it, I don't know. I just am trying to look at it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Well, it's crazy that you got through that sober and you stayed sober and you know, pretty crazy, man. Recovery right there. Can you pass me that LaCroix? So, so I was just recently watching this uh, 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 Gabriel Fernandez documentary on Netflix where this kid dies of abuse and torture and he was locked in a, like a little like cabinet and like, they would like shoot BBs at him. His mom, you know, gave him away at birth, but then she got him back when he was like seven for, uh, for, for uh, welfare yeah. just to get the paycheck. And, uh, you know, watching something like that just puts it all into perspective. Right, your problem doesn't seem yeah, as yeah. gnarly, and that's why I like to watch that stuff. Not because I don't feel horrible for the child, but because I'm like, wow, like I, I just should I should really just be focusing more on like helping others and just being aware of the level of pain that there is out there, and yeah. that I'm just so lucky 
it for so many reasons. And like, I don't know, it helps me just to be like more selfless. You know, that's why I love being back in the program is like the perspective shift and everything that they do of like every, some gratitude and everything like uh, what you're saying. It like, if I, if I don't hear that, if I don't have, if I don't go to meetings where people are constantly talking about gratitude and perspective change and the problems in your head, I'm just going to sink deeper into my own head mm-hmm. and let the, the bullshit just take over, you know? And you fucking did. Yeah. And I did for a while for a good, uh, I left AA for like a year. Um, really? Was it that long? It's a year. Yeah. It's been a year. Yeah. So, so what did you do in that year? Like what, what kind of drugs? Uh, I did cocaine, shrooms, Adderall, lots of Adderall, uh, alcohol, weed. Um, you left your pills here. <laughs> you even remember that? You like yeah. left his pills here one night and Veronica found them. And, like, yeah. Well, like, no, I told like, no, I, t- <laughs> I didn't even bring it up. It's like whatever dog. Like, well, those are prescribed to me. Right. Right. But they were like in a bottle, like, they're in a pill splitter. I feel like one of them was like, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was, it, by so, the end of it. L- let me ask you a few questions. Yes. So, how long was it good for? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It was good for about four months. Really? Maybe four a little months? bit less. Maybe three months. It was fun, and then and then it's then it became that was the fun stage, and then after that three months, it was the fun with problem stage. And that lasted for like, like five months. And then by the end of that, it was just fucking problems. But yeah, it was good. It was good for like, it was fun for like three, three months. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not an alcoholic. This is great. Yeah. You, were you controlling it? Like you weren't doing it all the time and, and or. Um, yeah, I wasn't doing it all the time. I was just doing it on weekends, you know, like, you know, classic stuff like, oh, I'm just going to drink beer or i'm just gonna well i think honestly like when you go out there is this like idea of like i don't want to be that alcoholic who just fucking as soon as they go out i'm you know wilding out so like i feel like i had reservations and i wanted to like prove to myself that i wasn't an alcoholic so i didn't go hard that hard for the first i just drink beers smart you're smart so that they're too smart because if i drank beers and didn't fuck up my life then i was an alcoholic and if i could do that then I could drink and get fucked up the way I wanted so, to. So what do you think? Do you really think you're an alcoholic now? Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind, which is crazy because... No doubt? Well, there is doubt. There's always going to be doubt with the nature of the disease, but... Um, well, no, cr- no, there's no doubt in my mind that I am. So I don't know if there always has to be doubt. Maybe a little bit. Because that CBD fucked me up uh, a yeah, little bit. Maybe <laughs> a little bit. Like, like, yeah, but, right. like, yeah, but bro, like, let's be real, like... The fact that the CBD fucked you up as bad as it did, meaning like not how high you got, but like the fact that you've been thinking about it as much as you have been. Means I'm an addict. Yeah, that that, that should be. Plus, I can be sober and be a porn addict or a sex addict or a nicotine addict or everything. Anything that feels good, I'm a fucking addict. So let me just help you clarify the fact that there's two ways of looking at it. And for me, when I was prescribed the, 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 the um, Norcos or the, the Oxy and the, um, you know, the thought life for me after having gone through that experience, it wasn't easy afterwards, but it was definitely like more evidence. 
I remember that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that if, if you can find it, if you can find, I just fucking, it feels so good to fuck. To, I love drugs. I love being high. I yeah, just, it I, was fu- I still do. It was funny so, because so, we, so can you use that as more reinforcement that you are an alcoholic? I'm such a fucking drug addict. Right. Okay. So, so there's no doubt. And if anything, that experience made it more clear to you. And your mind is just trying to find some fucking slippery well, no, way out of it's it. It's always a lot more complicated. It's like, well, I didn't. I haven't done it in two or three weeks. Yeah, but I mean, all you're doing is thinking it's about all, it. Yeah, so it's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. I, I know, I know. That's your disease. Let Sorry me just, to, yeah. No, yeah, we were talking the other day, and it was funny because we were on opposite ends. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's how? why it's good to hear from somebody who's yeah. been, what did you, reconnaissance? Is that what you called it? Yeah, yeah, there was a guy in my home group. He called it doing reconnaissance. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's guys who go out there and do it just to come back and tell everyone else it fucking blows still. Yeah, and, and you um, didn't just do it so you could tell some cool stories. Like, you really went out there and fucking did that re- recon. <laughs> like, you yeah. really, like, you were like, you were like, Telling me like, bro, like I'm not an alcoholic, dude, and I was like convinced, right? Like you weren't trying to just like go out and like be cool for a minute, and so you could come back and be like, I did recon. Like you were really trying to like make it work. Yeah, I totally was. And so did it? Did it get to where you weren't able to control it at some point? Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't stop, dude. I had to either be high or drunk every day. Um, and to see where I like my rock bottom isn't. Well, I did go to a psych ward. Like I got, that was, that wasn't even my rock bottom though, which is fucked up. Like I kept, I kept drinking and using after the psych ward, yeah. after I got 5150. So like, like I went straight back to it. I think I took, I think afterward my family was like, maybe you should lay off some stuff after you get out. And I, mm-hmm. I got like one day and a half mm. so fucking hard. Mm. And then I just back to everything instantly. And, um, uh, what was your question? I think you answered it. Right. I, I, I think one of the things for me that, that, that makes, that helps me understand like what you were dealing with was the fact that you were like drinking whiskey alone. Right. Because that's like, I don't know why, but I can just like, I understand what that must've been like. Oh, right. I was, yeah, the rock bottom. Who drinks like whiskey alone? Like, yeah, that's because for me, for me, it's like, (laughs) yeah, but I'm saying like, like like, the rock, the the, real quick though. What? Oh yeah. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's yeah. Well, see for me, I like to take pills and do that stuff well the reason i was drinking whiskey is because i was like maybe i'm just a drug addict yeah i was like that's so where i was that's going. when i was like okay stop the weed stop the pills stop stop okay. everything stop the coke and then maybe you know but then i was just drinking whiskey and then and then i my rock bottom it was the same rock bottom that i got into when i was 17 and i wasn't when i went to rehab it was an existential rock bottom right it was like life doesn't matter. Nothing matters anymore. I don't matter. 
there's no point of like living another day without the conviction to actually go through with killing myself. And also, since I went to the psych ward, I'm banned from buying a gun for five years. <laughs> so if I wanted to do it, yeah. the routes I'd have to go to would be really fucking gnar. That's good. And there's a huge risk that I would just come out just handicapped and not dead. Right. So like, I was like, fuck man. Like that's my rock bottom. It's not the institution. It's not the rehabs or the psych ward or, you know, it, it was this. Yeah, no, I remember mine was existential too. I, I remember I felt like I was miles thick and there was just like a wind, like I was a desert inside and there was a wind blowing through me and I was on speed and that's the last time I got high. Like an inner death or something. Inner death. Yeah. That's a good way to phrase it. Yeah. And that it's kind of, it's, it's fucked up because nobody else knows. Like it's hard to explain to anybody like a normie, at least like this is how I feel inside, you know? And then you come to AA and everybody yeah, they talks don't know. about They don't know what you're talking about. They don't about. know what the fuck you're dealing with. <laughs> and if you try to be honest with them for like a second, they're they just <laughs> like, don't cause they think you're crazy, <laughs> yeah, right? You can't. And maybe yeah. you are crazy. But. Yeah. And then once you go to the psych ward, like you lose all credibility because <laughs> like, people are just like, yeah, now you're actually fucking crazy, you know? So, um, that's when I knew. Um, but now I'm back. I got what? Three, three, three days. Um, and last night was really hard. I wanted to fucking set it back to zero last night. Three days. And how much time do you have? Are you still Jones in or are you? That's lifted. Yeah? Yeah. But I, I took about 35, 40 days. You want to just chill right here? You can talk for a while. Well, 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 why doesn't he just, ha- let's just have him sit down next to yeah. you. And, and if he, if he wants to talk, he can just kind of look over at the oh, mic. Yeah. Go yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we got two like new got newbies here. Wickham's had time, but Jordan is um, found me on Instagram, and um, we're doing some step work together and sponsoring him. It's really really cool. I'm so glad. Um, but yeah, you, you can just talk in, right into the mic. You can put on the headphones too. Um, how much? You, know, you said 70? seventy-one. Yeah, seventy-one. And the obs- you were saying that the obsession is, has been lifted. Yeah, 35, 40 days about. I mean, that's uh, rough. I'm waiting. I'm counting the days till it goes away. I prayed for it every day. I asked God to lift the obsession. I asked God to lift, lift the obsession every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Until I didn't. See, obsess. I haven't tried that. I didn't ask God yeah. to lift the obsession. I didn't believe it. Oh, I didn't. I'll, I'll fuck that. Think of like, it's let me simple. let me pray to my, let me pray to God. You're like yeah. not doing the one thing we talked. Well, about I did doing. pray to God, but I didn't say to lift the obsession. You just need to ask. I just asked for help. I was like, just fucking help. Just help me not take a swig right now. That's perfect. You know, just, whatever it is. Yeah. You know? However you phrase it is right. Is whatever works for you. Right. I just prayed for it constantly yeah. constantly did you get on your knees yeah yeah in the mornings yeah you still that. to this day yeah that's that. dope i actually was just thinking about that this morning like every once in a while i'll go in the closet and i'll just get on my knees and i'll put my head on the ground like a humble ass bitch that's dope before god and i'll just be like whatever 
I mean, I just got a text from Tim, like, talking about, like, we're, like, things are tough right now because of this coronavirus. Right. And I just went, my, I literally just saw that text and my whole, like, energy just shifted. Hmm. But, like, what? Tim just texted me, like, we might have to, like, I don't know what we're going to do. We might have to, like, cut back on... Like, we might have to, like, give Noah and Valerie, like, a month off. Like, it's scary. This coronavirus. Yeah, when I think about the, the virus, I think more about the, the financial, like, the collapse of society kind of thing. That could yeah, the economy's out. taking well, I'm, a shitter. Like, will I even be able to go to work? Well, they want a stranger in their house, you know? Cause um, right. I'm, I'm, we're, like, really feeling it right now. So, but, 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 but with God, anything is possible. Like with, with God, I'm like, oh, like, you know what? Like there is a reason for this. I just can't see it right now. I don't feel, I don't, I personally don't feel like super threatened by it. Like, I don't know if I'm crazy or like, no, no, no. If I but, but what we're saying is like the money thing, like it, it is a big deal. Like a oh, lot, the money. Of, a oh, lot okay. of companies are struggling and a, like Coachella got, I mean, could you imagine the Coachella people? Right. They have to pay all the artists still. I like, mean, we're not like a really big company, but we're like hurting because of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But I mean, you know, I, I think the one thing that makes me feel a little bit better about it is the fact that like, you know, we're not going to like lose good people because they're not going to be able to just go to some other company because the other companies are hurting too. Right. And like, I'm just really lucky that I have support. It's not like we're going to have to move out of our office. Yeah. It's not like we're going to lose our equipment. Like we own, I know there's companies that will have to do that. Yeah. Like we're in such a good place because of the nature of like, whatever that, that I, I mean, we're just going to, we're just going to be okay no matter what. And I just need to know that and just be grateful for that. And, um, what did Chris say the other night? What, who, who? Oh yeah. God's always, Oh yeah. You were like, you were like, you were like, he was like, it's going to work out. It's never proven not to. Yeah. Has like, it ever, has it ever not worked out? Not yet. But we still, I mean, you're like, dude, you've been, you've had 50 years of it, like working out. So why would it all of a sudden not work out eventually? I mean, obviously we've had ups and downs, but like it always works out. It is what it is. But, but what I'm saying is like, we're all here and we're okay. And that's God like proving to us that like, okay. I mean, he's got a fuse back and I have veneers, but yeah. A fuse back. Yeah. My back, my spine is fused. <sighs> yeah. My back is hurting right now too. It's weird. Um, I know. Well, it's easy for us to find the negative. Yeah. But you know, if we were in prison, no, no, you're right. dude. It it'd be a lot is, harder. It's just the craziest, weirdest concept because I should have been dead many times over. Yeah. You know, like I said, drowned, guns to my head, motorcycle accidents, all before I was even like 10 years old. Whoa. And, uh, well, can you like expand on that a little bit? 
it, it, it just like at least like maybe just like a little bit closer to the mic. <laughs> He's like five okay. feet away. Uh, guns to my head. My, like, <clears throat> my, I used to rob ten. Okay, oh, my, my mom was a criminal, and so was her boyfriend, and so it wasn't like uh, like you would think in the he movies. Need you can just chill. But yeah, she would steal shit. Oh, she would do right. fraud. She had aliases. Uh, she would get guys to steal things for her, and we would go down alleys at night and take shit from people's houses and their backyards and stuff. And one time we got caught taking firewood, but we were living in Chico, California, and there's kind of hickey up there. It was a small town. And they came out with shotguns, and their kids had, they made us lay on the ground, you know, with our hands spec. And I, I don't know, maybe it was eight. I don't know how old I was. Why were you But their kids her? were holding shotguns, and that was the scary part because there was two adults and there was like three kids, and they had shotguns to our... To our heads. That's what freaked me out is these kids had guns on my head. And that you thought they would like just accidentally shoot. Yeah, do something stupid because we're a kid, right? Wow. And um yeah. So 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 why were you uh, I've been kidnapped? I could tell like at some time I we should just go through and just do some history stories. Well, right now I'm just curious because I mean, I feel like, you know, you've obviously told us your story, I think, in a general way, but um, I never heard about that particular story. And I'm just curious why you would even be there. An eight-year-old kid seems like they would slow me down more than help me steal shit. I think it was a lifestyle. You know? So you were just, like, with her. It was just you and her. And her boyfriend. And her boyfriend. And uh, this boyfriend, he had like 12 motorcycles, everything from those Harleys with the springs, the old, old ones. And we used to go, this was a lot of fun. He used to put me on the gas tank and he had this old Triumph Enduro and we would go chasing back jackrabbits through the uh, orchards because it was the country. And um, it was a lot of fun, dude. We did hiking and exploring and robbing and stealing and, uh, you know, it was great, but... It's one one night he was pissed off or something and he took me and we crashed on the highway. This was before there was helmet laws. We crashed on the highway, uh, I don't know, doing 40 or 50 miles an hour. And so I'm a little kid and I'm sliding across the freeway on my face and cars are swerving around my head. You know, Whoa. like these big, I remember seeing this big Jeep with the big tires all jacked up just right around my head. And um, I think that's why I got Meniere's, you know, and you can look at my face and you can see that from that was like I was a little kid. Um, mm. So that's one instance where, you, you know, I could have died. What's and, a Meniere's? Uh, it's an inner ear thing where I have all this pressure in my ear all the time, like there's a marble stuck in there or something and I get uh, vertigo and it can be so bad I can't even walk. It's called oh, Meniere's. Or it can Meniers. be mild, Meniers. you know. But it's uh, it's just fucked up. Um, yeah. So. Do you have any questions for Jordan or Wickham? Uh. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I do because uh, it's just it's hard for it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that you're only two days out. So if you really wanted to, you could do some pills, some. Some nar- narcos, is that what you call them? Or right. you could smoke some pot or something, and yeah. man, it just sounds so good to just check out. To me, 
Yeah. But it's odd because you're like, fuck that. I don't want to do that shit anymore. And you're not getting anything out of it. Yeah. So it's, um, and you as well. I mean, you're only a couple months out of it. I feel like they just stopped working after a while. Like My bottom got bad. Alright, let's hear about your bottom. <laughs> my my bottom got bad, bad. Like like my my addiction brings me to cars being repossessed, me beating up tow truck drivers, getting arrested, mm-hmm. manipulating the sheriff that I'm such an addict that I have serious spine issues with which is legitimate so then they have to take me to ventura uh whatever to get medically cleared and then they or me in the hospital which is released on uh, on your own recognizance and then my addiction my bottom took me to living out of an auto shop taking fucking whores baths out of fucking storage containers what's a whores bath just you know what a bird's bird bath oh, is? Okay, okay. Having to heat the water up on a fucking camping kettle. Did you just rip ass? Yeah, but wait. Nice. <laughs> I don't understand. Hello. What whores bath? Yeah, so like back in the day, like in uh, cowboy that's how days, you were like washing. Wait, where you weren't? You didn't have a place to stay. You were just, no, yeah, it got that bad. So what were you doing? You wake up and then what did that day look like? <sighs> Trying to survive. I lost everything. I lost all my jobs. Like just your daughter just on your mind all the time. And I wasn't even able to be a dad. Yeah. And it had got to the point where I, I mean, my, I had, my ex knew it was, I, I couldn't be a dad, Yeah, which was a whole other bottom. If you're a father, you know what I'm fucking talking about. If you can't be there for your kid. So many things I take for granted because I have a good relationship with my daughter. I see But Billy's just saying how he, you know, hearing Jordan's story about, you know, not being able to show up for his daughter, it's, it's helping Billy realize that he, he yeah, you forget. Well, like, yeah, yeah, he's saying, he I doesn't. couldn't though. I wasn't able to be there for her, which, which was good that my ex was able to be there for her because I was unavailable as a father. Yeah. That, does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I I, I couldn't have her at that for that month. Mm-hmm. It, it it I wasn't not able to be a father. It was only a month. Yeah, my well that my the where where it got bad. Yeah, it, it was for about a month. And yeah. was that recently? Yes, I mean right before you got sober. Right before I got sober, yeah. So in this little bit of time you've been sober, now you're working and you're joined a company with somebody and all this. Literally within 71 days, my life is 180. Right. It's fast. And, and, and within a week, if I want, I know if I want to go think I'm cool and can fucking go hang out with the Coke dealers and run with the fucking gangsters that I, that, you know, because I think I'm a fucking badass when actually I'm just a little scared little bitch. Uh, I in a blink of an eye will lose fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Right. I just know that's that's what will happen. And I don't want to do that. I it got to a point for me where I was I, was, I became tired. Were you I, like gambling, or were you, you just blew it all on drugs, or what? 
drugs, fucking hookers, yeah. you know, fucking traveling, uh, just got lavish dinners, uh, so fucking reckless. just dumb, yeah. like, like just do, just not being smart, um, being greedy, you know, um, uh, not managing time well, losing clients, taking on too much, just so many things mm-hmm. just led me to that fucking bottom and it got dark got dark like i wanted to i did want to kill myself at that point yeah Yeah, it's it's weird like billy was just saying like how you know like i'm feeling it right now um because tim just texted me like some fucked up shit like you know and i'm just like you know the, the 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 current problem at hand whatever it is it just seems like the only thing that's real and you just forget about all the other good things. Right. But if I was like, I mean, like, like Veronica's gone right now. Like, what if she like was in New York and like, because she like, doesn't want to like be with me or what if like, you know, what if this dog just died right earlier today? Or what if like, I didn't have like, what if my dad, I mean, there's just so many things that could be so much worse than what it is right now. Like I remember when my friend Dane had cancer, the dude who wrote the song that this podcast is based on, he like was, I mean, it was crazy. He was just dying slowly. And it was like, it just like every time, every moment I was with him, it was like, that's what it took for me to see what my life actually was. And like right now I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm like hearing and I, but I'm not really like feeling the gratitude. Yeah. Cause you just got a text that just fucked you up. Yeah. My, uh, my, but I'm like wanting to try to get, get there because I don't want to like stop talking on the podcast and then just be miserable and worried all night. Well, my grand sponsor, I remember I used to have like debates with him about God <clears throat> and, um, I was like, how can there be a God when there's like kids dying in like Africa or like there's people dying of the coronavirus in Italy or there's like hunger, starvation. Like if you've ever been to like a third world country, it's really hard to be like, there's a God when you like go to like a third world country, you know? Uh, and he would, and he said, you know, with like atomic bombs and like disease and all this stuff, like humanity is still here like how could there not be a god like how have we not completely killed ourselves at this point and i thought that was like a really brand new perspective that i never thought about i mean we 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 just can't try to like even make sense of it actually what's crazy is the third world countries are the ones that believe in god the most right because they don't have like these distractions that's yeah. an interesting thing that we talk about a lot with like Jason and Victoria because yeah and in some ways like like when I was in Mexico I don't is that a third world country I don't know it's yeah. a middle world country I guess yeah but they I mean dude the level of poverty over there is like nothing we even can imagine here so yeah I think that's a good example but yeah it's really well, what happened in Mexico Dude, the people were so much happier. Okay, and this may be white boy perspective, but I went over there and then I was there for quite a while, three weeks or so. When The minute I got back here and got to the airport, I just saw people like 
impatient with scowls on their yeah. face. They had this demeanor of like a <sighs> whole different vibe. Like they didn't have a lot of money, but the families stuck together cause they needed to, cause mm. they all needed to pitch in and right. They're all closer together too. The families are more tight. Yeah, even I was holding this little baby that I started to get, like, didn't like me for a while. And then it finally started to like me. And I don't know. It was just, uh, it's so different. I I don't know that this is better. No, it's just so hard. I don't know that they're thinking about killing themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. The U S has the highest rate of suicide. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, that's like why what Wickham was saying earlier about needing to be reminded of the shit we constantly get reminded of in the rooms is like, it's the only way for me to like stay sane. Right. Because yeah. I just keep forgetting it. Yeah. I'll I, forget that shit tomorrow. Yeah. I just think it's also part of like, so what is it about ha- like in even also in like the Bible it talks about like having like the rich guy like doesn't like it's for poor the poor in spirit are the ones that get graced because because they don't have shit right. so they have nothing between them and God mm-hmm. and also those things can be like a really crazy distraction and like a false sense of happiness that is that's so a, true, a yeah. false sense of attachment you think you're good yeah, but you're actually not so 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 when you that's don't dangerous yeah so when you don't have things to be attached to you don't have that like right now i'm attached to like this idea of like the company and what it is i'm attached to like having it a certain way and now i'm in now I feel like shit because I might lose that. I mean, in a general way, that's what I'm worrying about right now because of this coronavirus. But if before I had it, I was like, fine. It's like happy. So it's like, how do we like find a way to not care about those things and just to have faith? Well, it's, it's extreme. It's extreme. No identity, no self. No fear. It's only this 24 hours. There is no tomorrow. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, what were you saying in your share today about uh, your 24 hours you had? And um... oh, That chick who shared, Sam, she always shares that. And I just, I, I've adopted it because it just makes it easier. And it says it right in the literature. We have 24-hour reprieve contingent upon a spiritual maintenance. And that's all we've ever got. Yeah, a, a daily reprieve contingent upon our daily spiritual reprieve. a contingent upon our spiritual the spiritual maintenance of our program something like that basically yeah. like you, you can have a you can have today if you give yourself completely and, and this it's something i've been practicing a long time i just think i'm going to you know what, i'm going to be dead tomorrow so what what do i want to enjoy today while well, i still have it and like there's no tomorrow. Oh, whoa. You know, you know that song. Uh, <laughs> no, nobody knows that Offspring song. Um, I'm gonna live like there is no tomorrow. Whoa, you know. Here, keep going. I'm gonna hit it real quick. When you're sick or you fucked up or you think you might be dead tomorrow, the day is so sweet, and I've experienced this. I mean, it's just fucking beautiful. Even if you're in pain, you hear the bird, you see the sky and you're like, oh my God, what a fucking gift. It's like you're in awe. 
um, and it goes away. And then, yeah, it's like so we we think I, that I we're going to live, live that. forever. What? Like we think, like I think that I'm going to die when I'm like seventy. So I have, so I have all these years just to fuck off. But like, really, I should be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I don't the know. freeway is a dangerous place. The freeway is a dangerous place. Most of us are going to die in car accidents. Most of us probably will. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but a lot of people die in car accidents. You don't know this. I don't know that song. No. Do you remember? Nobody. Do you remember this album? This album. Changed my life. This album was was around when Nirvana came out with Nevermind, and I always loved Nevermind. But for some reason, I was more like I'm more like, like I want like that faster shit, you know. And it's like more melodic. Like if you live like there's no tomorrow, but I mean I think that you kind of have to. Like if if there really was no tomorrow, like I would like actually like walk out the door right now and go like score some drugs, or like I don't know, I wouldn't yeah. be sitting here doing this. And, I'll tell you. And that we much. have, a, yeah. Even though this is really awesome, I love doing this, but it's like I think that we have to kind of adopt that philosophy like to a certain degree, right? Yeah. Because, like, like if I tomorrow really, we have work to do, we have a shoot tomorrow. <laughs> like I'm stressing about that. We got to get yeah, but, but 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 I don't think we should. Stress about it. I think we should like look forward to it and enjoy it. And like, I mean, like, imagine if we didn't get to do that tomorrow. Yeah, like how sucks. badly you would want it. You want it, but that's a really good feeling. The feeling you have, like, that's what living is all about. Like you're stressed, but like you're like excited and like you want to like. Yeah, you that's feel how you alive. You yeah. need some of that in your life. Yeah, and, and what and, and, and you know what the funny part is is you stress about it, but once we start doing it. You're like we're 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 stoked. Yeah. So I'm always worried about the thing until I'm like doing it. Yeah. Like as soon as I walk out on stage, I'm like, fuck yeah. But yeah. I'm like worried like all before I get onto the stage. And I think that having ha- had the the opportunity to experience that, like I think that's like one of the highest levels of that kind of analogy where like you're worrying and you're worrying about like performing in front of people and like blowing it. But then when you start doing it, it just like all goes away when you're yeah. doing what you love. Like, yeah. Like, do you ever feel like that way? Like when you're always, I'm stressed about it. And then once I get to work, I'm like, oh, I love what I have the best job on earth. Yeah. What am I tripping on? Why do I even have to stress? I mean, I could do whatever I want. I'm the boss. Yeah. And you he's know, like, like watering. He's like taking care of like plants indoors and he's still stressed. We all. Right. And what about you? Do you feel that? Like, well, he sounds like he's got a lot on his face. Yeah, yeah I almost. What's the, what's the question? I almost can't. Do, do you, do you like? Let's stressed? just get real right now. Like, I don't. I can't quite figure him out. <laughs> That's not the first time. Like, I, can't, I almost like don't believe. <laughs> how does he? Ha- how do you have so much? going on like he came in here the first day and we started doing step work and he's talking about like i'm running all these different projects i'm opening this sober living and i'm like that kept me sober i don't know if i believe you Hmm. are you lying to us (laughs) 
<laughs> no. He's just like a real thir- entrepreneur, like a thoroughbred entrepreneur. Jack of all trades, yeah. I, I, it, uh, it's another addiction, though. Mm. Literally, uh, yeah, sober living. I, I'm helping people my first in my first 30 days. But what's the sober living thing? Well, I, 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 I after meeting with you, I slowed down a little bit okay. on it. Yeah, that's good. Um, but in the in, what I did in my first 30 days, I was asked to be of service to someone else, <clears throat> and I detoxed them off of alcohol, mm. and that helped keep me sober. Yeah. How long did it take to detox them? He's asking coming, for a friend. He's uh, he's coming up on I think because he relapsed after me. He's coming up on like twenty days now again. The, but like, yeah, like what do you mean by by detox? Um, I I have an addictionologist I work with who's a, a doctor that specializes in addiction, and um, I detoxed him through. You know, he was drinking a, a handle of Tito's vodka a day, so you can't just immediately stop that kind of use uh, um so it was an out of titration um with other medications neurontin um and another uh, a bunch of other things see, but th- right there that's where i'm like okay like he's not bullshitting because what the shit he just said is like shit like well whatever yeah, gabapentin um, right? do you know what i'm saying i'm on gabapentin do, do you kind of <laughs> It, 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 literally, yeah. It's a. I mean, uh, well, how did you get these drugs? Uh, from from the doctor, from, the addiction, from a, a addictionologist. He gave them to you. No, prescribed to my client. Yeah, and then um, I provided twenty four seven care to the client in home. In what home? In in the in the client's home. Mm. Um, that's what's cool about the detox program I can bring to someone is that I do it in the comfort of their own, own home around oh. the clock, literally every hour. Like a coach kind of it is a sober coach. Every hour I'm taking blood pressures. We have clonidine on board. So when we get somewhere like 162, like my client got to the point where, we, where our blood pressure, his blood pressure would get up to like 180. Do over. you act? No, you can't act. Have you ever tried? No. Why? Uh, so you're 29. Yeah, I feel like he's got like a kind of a dope look. I feel like yeah, he could be look. the kid if <laughs> what he was do you like mean? five years younger. No, I'm just always I always have my eye out for that. Right? Because we need. Because I'm trying to make a movie called Learning to Lose about a kid who's like basically living with a sober companion or a sober coach or whatever you want to call it. Okay. My care was literally. So you are taking on the responsibility. What if you fuck up and he dies or something? Uh, the doctor was on call 24-7. Lit- literally, like, it, it, to the point well, where... Well, that, that's what Mike says in the trailer of the movie, because Mike did this, too. Uh-huh. Um, he says, like, you know, if this guy dies on my watch, it's going to be a huge, life-changing event. Huge. That's, that's a, you, you remember that line yeah. in the trailer. Um, he just said that in... Um, when I was interviewing about, about the sober companion job that he was doing, you know, are there things that you're signing, like saying at, that you're at, not responsible for at, the- every, every single move I make, I, I, I have a legal pad that, I mean, every blood pressure I take is noted and he's giving you consent to uh, take care uh, of him. I, uh, yes. And he's, but you're not a doctor. He, but he, no, he is under the care of the doctor. 
I it am, am under. The, I am being ran by the doctor, and, and and you don't need to be like a nurse, or you don't need to have any. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not, know, I'm not. I'm not. I I am just. I mean, the, the the doctor is prescribing this shit, correct, to someone who's trying to detox, and uh, you know, people are doing it with no supervision and dying. Uh, I had know. to take him to the hospital twice. So, you know, I, I, I kind of, I kind of, that's an that. I literally, I, I had to take those. I had to take him twice because his BPs, his blood pressure would skyrocket and I'd call the doctor and Hey, you know, we're, we're 180 over, you know, uh, huh? Because it's just, when you get into the third, when you get into the, like third, fourth day of detox, your blood pressure shoots. Um, it gets really high and it can become deadly. And that's why not only was the client prescribed Ativan, Neurontin, um, but he was also prescribed Clonidine. And Clonidine is a, is a BP, uh, it controls blood pressure. Yeah, I, I, I did it too at, at the beach house. I, I was, uh, I don't have any qualifications, but I was the guy, like literally the only person there that was like sober for more than like a week watching seven different patients, one of whom I had to go check on in the master bedroom, overlooking the beach, overlooking the water. It was $30,000 a month to Mm -hmm. stay in this room. And I would go into this fool's room. I would wrap the thing around his arm and I would check his blood pressure. And if it was high, I would have to do what you did. And, 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 and for people that are detoxing off alcohol, like you could just go in there and check it and it could just be really high because they're like, alcohol is deadly. Yeah. It's literally deadly. It, or or what? what do you, it's so crazy because sober living is like taking over this shit with people it, with no licenses, no training. A hundred percent. But I, a hundred percent. But my client is not under my care. But, but, but we're just he saying under the care but, but, of, you know what I mean? But, no, but what, 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 what Billy's saying, good salesmanship. what I'm saying, <laughs> what Billy's saying is that the, so <laughs> it's a fucking shit show, yeah. especially in Malibu. Yeah. Cause you're talking about people that are spending $30,000 a month just because it's a house on the beach. And they get to go to yoga and they eat healthy and they're going to Erewhon and the house is nice and they're going to one meeting a day and that's all they're fucking doing. They're basically just sitting around in this house going to one meeting a day and they have a chef cooking them like really good meals and um, you know, they, they're, 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 they're encouraged to get a sponsor and do the steps. I, I know. I know. That's it. I have a I friend right now. I with that. No, the, 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 there's... Like it's chill. I mean, I'm not saying there's something wrong with it, but it's just it's just crazy that you can make that much money hiring people like grand. me to watch these fools, right? right? Who ha- I don't like. I'm not. I have zero qualification. I mean, I would trust me, but like they didn't really. I mean, they're just hiring people. If you're right. sober, if you, if you meet, you know what I mean. It's just, it's just kind of crazy. Like I don't like Liberty House doesn't do that shit. Like Liberty House, like to, to, to be like the night manager at Liberty House, you have to have like achieved Liberty status. That's how Liberty House is run. Like they don't fuck around like that. You know, like good sober livings, like have a specific program, schedule, chores, meeting, like um, groups and like different people with different amounts of time are in charge of different things and you can't do certain chores. I think it's a fucking racket. I went to sober living and I well, learned well, to use heroin there. They're all different though. 
And I paid like I, I I paid like six hundred dollars to share a room, and this old pervert from the other room would come in and jerk off over my bed, and I'd wake up with you know it's like a shit show. Yeah, Whoa. well, some of them shit are. show. Yeah, well, Whoa. look, but I don't think all of them. <laughs> but they're not all like that. Like what, what I'm trying to exp- what, yeah. What, what, what I'm explaining is that Liberty House. Whoa. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, I I the first place I went to was Las Encinitas, and I did speed the first time in my life at this rehab at this sober living with this like goth kid. And I, and I immediately called my parents and was like, it was an excuse to get out. I was like, so I just did speed here. Can I leave? Right. And they're like, I guess I'm like, this is not better than like sleeping on grandma's couch. I tried it on grandma's couch, but Liberty house, very, very different situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I remember I listened to the podcast with Troy. It's a fucking miracle life-saving place that rewires your brain to be accountable, responsible, humble, and you, you change as a person. Troy is like, it's a miracle that that kid can do anything right? except for fuck shit up. And you kind of like can still see that in him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like controlled. But it's like, he's he's able to, yeah, he, he's able to use all those crazy things that were defects to like his advantage now, like his, his crazy manic. Um, he's obviously, we all still have flaws, but like Liberty house did something that I don't think any other place could have done. He spent 22 months living at this house. Did he graduate or mm-hmm. he, like successfully? He graduated. Wow. I mean, he, he was working a job for months before his exit plan was approved. He was working two jobs, taking the bus to Pink Taco, bat, like just like he had little brothers. Like new guys will come and you get, you, you get assigned a little brother, which means you're now responsible for this guy's fuck ups. If this guy puts his shoes on the carpet, or if he leaves the item, if he gets an item left out, you're writing his words, and you got to go to work, and you got to do your chores. So it just teaches you like, like responsibility, and life isn't fair. Sometimes you're going to pay the price for something someone else did. It might happen. You need to learn to fucking deal with it, you know? It's crazy. I don't understand why anyone would stick, stick through that. What other option yeah, do they have? I would have made it for... They could smoke speed. Probably. What other option did Troy have? Well, you can leave, right? See, see here, so will you say that again, though? Because I think that that's important. I, I kind of like talking about this. Uh, you couldn't hear it? Not really. I just, it's, I find it hard to believe anybody would last in that program. Yeah. So here's the thing about that program is they, 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 they strategically and methodically like push you a little further every day. Right. So the first week you're there, it's like, Oh, like, you know, you, you really believe you're not going to be there for longer than a couple weeks. Right. But once you get to a month, they strategically as a group, once you now have some friends in the house, they start like, just, you know, just stay one more month, dude, you know? And then, and then you get one more month and they're like, dude, just commit to six months. We all did it. Like, it's going to be the best thing for you. And I don't know, just slowly you start to see the miracles that are happening in this house and and you hear the testimonials from all the other people that have now become your close friends that you're living with that are basically your age and the bonds that you create in this house are so powerful 
that you don't want to just abandon your friends. They're like your brothers, you know, and you've gone through so much with them and you've seen some of them overcome crazy, like emotional obstacles and get honest about shit that they were holding on to. And it's hard to explain, but it's pretty incredible what happens in that house. I used to go every Thursday just to, just to witness the groups. Just incredible. And I want to do a documentary on the house. Dude, so this is like, that's, yeah, look at you with your glasses on and your boots, like, whoa, he's like showing me footage of the, 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 um, guy he was taking care of. Um, I was contracted by the family yeah. to take whatever length necessary to keep him sober. Yeah. So, so that's like a scene in the movie. Right. This is a scene in the movie. Like, this is what I want to... I want to make a movie about this. But, like, in the movie, the, the person that's trying to get sober... So you just set your phone down and, and filmed it? Yeah, because I knew I was going to have to be hands-on with him. Right. So I wanted documentation. Yeah, like, show, show with him. Like, this is, like, good... I wanted... I knew... Well, that's it, really. That's it in real life. Yeah. Trip, and, and, huh? and, and, you can see how inebriated he is. Yeah. And, and, well, and look at him just laying there. And Mike had footage of this guy, you know, singing karaoke, nodding off, what what his room looked like, just clothes, just everywhere. The money, the the, the expensive, like the the clothing, the guy was just, you know, his parents were just billionaires, you know? And he was uh, like 45, maybe. And just just a kid his whole life yeah, getting high. Just no teeth, dentures. Like he, had, Mike would show me footage of this guy like nodding out, and his teeth were like hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. So I just think it's a great like. Um, oh shit, that's so crazy because he's a billionaire. He could fucking have anything, right? Well, like we were talking about earlier, and he's just a junkie. The money sometimes makes it harder. Fuck, it's a trip. Yeah, it's a trip. Like, um, I, 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 I definitely think that life is a lot harder for me to live because of like how easy certain things mm. were made for me. Like my, like my, like I kind of was enabled. Like my dad enabled me. Um. So now it's really hard for me to do certain things. I was just listening to something about that, and I thought of you. Yeah. So, so that's a good example of how luxuries can harm you. How, how was he enabling? Like what? Well, I mean, me and my brother lived in Tackaberry. Like they, we just lived in that house, and we didn't have any parental supervision. Oh, right. We had zero. I had a, I had a fucking open tab at Winner's Pizza. Okay. And I could like get like my dad would just like give me money if I needed it. Hmm. Um, I can't really remember how that all worked out. Well, well, I think I kept, I kept like, I didn't have to pay for food. I'd have to pay for rent. And he bought me like a lot of like music equipment. Right. So, and I had like, and I was selling weed. So I was able to like use and sell. I was able to keep 
the habit going by selling, by buying it in quantity and selling it to buy more. Right. So, but I would always use more than I would sell. So <laughs> I always, no how hard you try. As, well, especially towards the end, I would buy like 500 pills and I would just sell like, you know, maybe a hundred of them. Jesus Christ. Okay. So you keep 400 for I yourself? Just would just, I would just, they would just disappear. I would just take them every day. Damn. No, I've taken trash bags of pills. Like you don't understand. Oh, uh, like you're mixing shit up or you're just. No, just, just the amount of, I was taking a. No, a, like, like, was it all one drug or were you like mixing other? Well, I was just mostly taking Norcos, um, Oxycontins, um, or, uh, the, with the blue ones. Or uh, what are the blue ones? No, it's another. Uh, it's like another uh, opiate uh, that doesn't work as well as Norco. But I was up to fifteen a day. So what were the? Did you go through like a detox? Yeah, I went to Liberty House. But if, if I could mix that with like Xanax, like if I could only get like Valium, Xanax, or Klonopin, I would take those and just take like a swig of like wild turkey, and it would just kick it kick it off right and i would just be like on some fluff but like not like that like just more because i wasn't like drunk but the alcohol would just kick in the barbiturate yeah kick it in depressant in a way where like you're not remembering a single thing of the whole day but you're like coherent all day just acting like off and just like it just removes like all inhibitions Right. So any like if I saw a hot chick, I'd just walk right up to her and be like, let's fuck. <laughs> like just zero, just totally like Superman, you know, like it all just goes away. But yeah, so I was, that's what I'm saying is my dad, there was no, I just, and then if I was hungry, I ordered two large pizzas. I, I give me five, everyone give me five bucks. I'm going to order you guys food. I just found ways to like get by and right and that fucked me up yeah in the same way that this billionaire got everything he ever wanted he never had to learn anything okay here's so here's the opposite i'm just wondering how i'm gonna survive you know so i'm living in a car yeah i'm fucking hungry but i want to buy drugs what do i do buy drugs or food um or what if you don't have any fucking money then how do you get your drugs and your food? What'd you do? How'd you? It was different every day, or? Well, I would, you know, have jobs here and there, so I'd get a little bit of money, and you know, somebody would take in a bunch of street kids or whatever, and and kind of house them. Of course, they're always a weirdo, right? Right. But um. I don't fuck you just I had a car so I I had some I had a VW van so I had somewhere to sleep so I wasn't as bad as some people you know but But you had like connections right and there were like people that needed you to get the shit and and you would just like not too much Uh -uh. I, I had been trying to get sober since I was 13 too so it's not like I I don't know but it's just I just imagine if someone gave me money and food and housing and I could go buy large amounts and sell it and like it, it's different when you when you don't have shit 
you know. It's almost better in a way. And you're not going to fucking rehab. No one's paying for rehab. There's no medical care. There's, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, yeah. It's different. Yeah, it's interesting. I definitely was able to hit a bottom quicker. How old were you? 21. Mm. I tried when I was like 20 and like 19. So what do you think, Wickham? Are you going to stay sober? Yeah, just today and then tomorrow. Do you have any drugs? <laughs> yeah, I have. I still have the bottle of Jack Daniels in my kitchen. I'm like trying to throw it away, but it's like a... It makes me feel safe in a fucked up way. That's called a reservation. Yeah. And if you were at Liberty House. Yeah, I know. Uh, they would fucking. If I was a real friend, I would drive you to your house right now and throw everything out. We're, you know, we're, we're worried about you, man. I am. And, um, but I mean, it's cool that he's. There's nothing else that maybe you forgot about in a drawer or something. No, this is, this is the only thing I'm going to ask. Okay. I'm going to ask that before you do something, just call me. Right. And and just give it, look, I'm not saying I'm going to be like, Oh, I'm coming over. I'm stopping you. Just give it a one phone call. Just give, give yourself enough five minutes. I'm, I'm just, I, I just, I'm just going to drink. And maybe by the end of the conversation, I'll be like, all right, cool. You know, do what you need to do and, and we'll reconvene tomorrow. And I think even at the very least, you might just feel a little bit better about what you're about to do. Cause you talk to someone else or maybe like, that's kind of like one of the things that they say in the program is just like, you know, just call me before you do the thing you're going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just cause it kind of gives you, gives you a chance. And most of the time that you don't, unless you really want to be sober, then you might. But, I, but, but I think he really does want to be sober and I'm, I'm, I hope that you feel comfortable enough to. So do you yeah. live by yourself? I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I live by myself, but like yesterday, like I had, I was Jones in hard. Yeah. New word I learned from you. <laughs> it's a new word. Well, that's dope. Was, that's like kind of an old school yeah, term. Yeah, he for, taught me what it was. Like my mom says that a lot. Yeah. I was, Jones what do they say now? Craving? Fiending. I was fiending. I was fiending. I was oh, fiending. fiending. Like okay. a fiend. Yeah. I, was, I was fiend. I was oh, yeah. Fiending. I was like fiending hard Yeah, last night, and I didn't do it. Through the grace of God, I just kept praying. Hard, right? Like oh, fucking God, guttural. Like, and uh, I was like crying. Wow. Really like all wow. emotional, and I was just like, just by yourself. Dude, maybe you should sleep here. Well, I don't know. It's not. My yeah, house, no, that's but... fine. You can crash here anytime. I don't know if you need to get anything tonight, but uh, yeah, tonight I can't. But whatever. You all, you already uh, know medication. you can, especially now since my wife. That's crazy, dude. Pat was all pissed off at you, and I guess you had some things to say and all that shit. But now you're both sitting here and right. That's one of the reasons, that's one of the things I fucking wanted to talk about. We can do it next time. But like, I just think that like, um, I, I seem like a different person too. Like you had long hair and everything. <laughs> like you seem like a different person. I've right? been, I've seen and done a lot of shit since then. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot, dude. Just you grew up. But I mean, it's a testament to, um, meaningful relationships and, um, the fact that you can have a big falling out with someone and you can mend the relationship. Uh, fucking you and Troy have been through several of those. Uh, and he's like, I, I mean, he's literally like my brother. I mean, we, we, we've had 
Some yeah, he's them, grown up a lot. Yeah. And I know that. Like, I think deep down inside, you have to understand that everyone's human and no one's perfect. And it's not like personal, you know, like you were just yeah. going, it hurts though, right? It hurts. Even like what we just went through because like, I was like, it hurts so bad. I was like, I was like, God, like, like I care so much about this person and like, I felt like our relationship was so meaningful and, and to, to, to feel like just canceled that hurts so bad, but he needed to go through what he needed to go through. You were going through whatever you were going through where it was like, you didn't feel like, do you remember that? Like I, I, who was with me that night? Oleg, do you remember you were with me? Remember we went to Sugarfish. And I was driving at Sugarfish and Billy, I just texted me about the podcast mm-hmm. and I was texting him back while I was driving to Sugarfish. Mm-hmm. How fucked up was I? Yeah. Oleg was like, dude. And like, you didn't respond. I wrote like all this stuff. Yeah, I was because like, you gave me some bullshit. Yeah. No, but like it actually, yeah. I, and, and when I read it, I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have went into that much detail, but it was so like relevant because I understand you were really busy and yeah, you like, weren't paying attention. Yeah. Like all that. But then matters. I thought, is that bullshit? Is no, that ego? Or is that it wasn't real? Bullshit. It was so real because like, cause what you said was you posted the podcast and I was like, Oh my God, like I didn't post it. Like these podcasts just like get posted. Kaya has, that's her job. You know right. what I'm saying? So it was like, fuck, like I didn't like tell her not to post it. So it just like got posted. And, and you know what was crazy? It got posted before it was supposed to get posted. There was another podcast that happened before that one mm-hmm. that was supposed to go up first. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hit me. I thought maybe you did it on purpose. See? And that's why I wrote what I wrote because it was true. It was like, and I knew that it sounded like bullshit. So I just want, before we get off, I want to question these new guys a little bit. Is that yeah. Cool? Um, so you, got, <laughs> you have 70 something days, 71 days. Yeah. And you've been sober before, but you've been out for a few years. Yeah. In and out. In and out. In and out of AA or in and out of Here, just, sobriety. Just make sure that whoever's talking is talking into the mic. So, in and out of AA or in and out of sobriety? B- both. In and out of sobriety and AA. So you've been sober in an AA step, sponsor, all that shit. Yeah. And and what, how did you decide on, on Pat as a sponsor? I used to think Pat was a douchebag. And, 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 <laughs> yes! And, and a That's fucking... so good! And I just... And, and I wow. and and I followed him because I I'm Dude. in I'm in entertainment and I I respected what he did and and, and the things and I loved his work but I thought he, like just from what I saw like I don't even and I've never even met I like I just thought he was a fucking asshole and then I saw like a change and mm. I wanted that because I saw a lot of me in him and. I saw him become more spiritual and more open just through the internet to others and new ideas. And that attracted me. 
Well, I, I don't know if you remember this, Billy, but like about a year ago, I kind of, you, you, you probably remember, like, I think that I've slowly shifted. I, I've been leaning, as soon as I started doing a chat with Pat, it was like, all right, this is going to be like me talking about sobriety. I didn't usually talk a lot about that in the first couple years of Ridge and especially not Hypercrush. I just thought, oh, you don't really talk about that online because there's this like anonymity thing. And, and then I went even harder with it. And I was like, I'm just going to film myself, my whole share. And, I, and, and then I was like, fuck. He, th- then I was like, fuck, this guy's not a douchebag. I'm a fucking douchebag. And we're <laughs> very and, and similar. That's, and that's actually right. what I, that's what I love about. Well, hold on. So douche, how, so you've known Pat a long time? No. Oh, so you've just been watching him online? Yeah. So you don't actually have a, a previous relationship? No, dude. I don't even know. This the is internet. like a pure, this is pure like attraction yeah like because of what i've been doing and, and, and i saw i don't know this i i saw i saw i saw a fucking shift mm. well, i, I but, didn't but, but, know but, but, that you were sober right. either yeah see because i never really talked about that and that's the thing is and like yeah, the there wasn't really a shift in me or maybe there was but like i think i'm always growing and changing especially working with billy and going through therapy and but like, I just started. I think douchebag is the wrong word too. No, I think it's no, a good I word. Think it's, perfect, <laughs> it's, it's like he, yeah. he's not afraid to say it, which is nice, right? So no, I love it. I think it's perfect because Billy talks about this a lot because he knows some people that think the same thing, and I think he thought that same. Well, thing. I think I he's easily misinterpreted mm-hmm. because he looks a certain way, he talks a certain way, which I I'm easily. Yeah. Right. And, and you got the tat. Yeah. So. No, but I think that's a really cool. I, I love that. And I also think that it's important for me to know that about myself. And I think it's important for me to understand that that's probably one of the reasons it's taking me as long as it's taking me to like to grow it. But I think it's also just what, whatever you're doing is fucking awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. But like, I also love the fact that that people like love to watch a train wreck. Right. And they're like, fuck this guy. But I, I'm still gonna, I don't know why, but I just kind of still want to watch this piece of shit. Right. And it forces them to see their own like judgment. And, and it's like, Oh wow. Like I'm so judgmental. I love that. I love when that happens to me. Cause I do that all the time. I sum somebody up and then I realize, wow, like I actually really like, like, when dude shared at primetime, you know, Mbessa, mm-hmm. like, dude, I just like, I'm so over when that guy shares. Right. But he spoke at one meeting and I like really liked what he said. And I went up to the podium and I fucking called myself out. I was like, I'm such a fucking asshole. When I saw you get up to the podium, I was like bummed out that you were going to fucking share, but you fucking mm-hmm. laid it down, dog. <laughs> were you at the meeting when I did that? Mm-mm. And I just think it's important for us to be able to get that honest because we're all fucking doing it. That was hard for me to message you. I'm like so glad you did. That bro. was tough because it was it was very it was a very humbling experience because mm. I told you that. I was like I didn't I, I didn't I judged a book by its fucking cover. Yeah, he wrote me like a whole thing. I can't exactly remember 
what it was, but it was something along the lines of like, yeah, I'm, uh, I like what you're doing and, um, I would love to like get, did you just, I think you may have just like straight out asked me if, if I was down to sponsor you like on the message or something. Yeah. Yeah. Was, oh, so, something that, and I was yeah. like, I just no slid up play. in that DM. No, I didn't even take yeah. him out to dinner. <laughs> I, I was like, I literally was like, I think I may have went to your page and I was like, whatever. Like, that's why I think it took so long to start. Yeah, he kept hitting me I, up. I can't believe this because I'm so not a digital age person. And like, I would never do dating online. Nothing. But you guys actually met online. Bro, for AA, for yeah, sobriety. I just gave Hillary a girl in Philadelphia who she's going to call that met me online. Dude, really? I, I, I don't understand. What he well, get ready, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's every day, dude. Like, I have people saying shit every day. Um, um, what's up, Pat? I've been waiting, wanting a gold tooth for a really long time. I guess that's not... <laughs> He's like, did you get your gold tooth from the dentist? I'm like, yeah. Um, this Eric Hayes guy. and But like, dude, my brother met his girlfriend from a dating site. So many people are meeting their wives from dating sites. And the internet is such a great... Uh, a lot of times when I talk about health and food stuff, a lot of people will respond also. Um, but yeah, man, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I'm actually a little bit like, kind of like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say bummed, but I'm a little bit like, yeah, I guess you could say I'm a little bit like bummed that, that you don't trust like, like I've, haven't I sent you messages before from people responding to our podcasts? What do you mean bummed? Like you, that I don't believe in it? Or yeah, because or yeah, because like I've told you that I the the the, the um I, I've I've showed you some of the uh, positive responses that I've had from people, and it's like I think if even just one person gets something from this, it's like worth it. And I've had like so many people. I guess it's just hard for me to be in your head. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know. No, but you don't need to be in my head. You just need to believe what I'm saying or like li- read the text from people that are. Yeah, but here's my judgmental, you know, look at this. So who are all these chumps, you know, and, and why are they messaging? And well, first what? of all, first of all, to write a <laughs> message. For, 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 Sorry. No, I mean, I guess... Oh, you're a chump. No, no, no. This is actually really good, I think, for Billy to, to, to see this. But see, he for him to even message me was really hard, right? Right, like, right. It was hard. So really? like, so for somebody to message me like, and, not, and not talk shit which is what most people do. That means that for every one person that's actually sending me a message, well, yeah, that means it like really meant something. Okay, I'm starting to get it. That means that for every one person that sends me a message, which happens almost every day, they say, thanks for your honest shares. I really love your thing. That means that like 10 or 20 or a hundred other people got something from it and didn't say, anything. and didn't say anything. And, okay. and uh, you know what? Like, I also want to say, there's this there's this one thing <laughs> no i have i have this cinema playlist that i'm really proud of on my instagram if anyone oh, okay. wants to see like when i'm watching movies i i have you ever seen my cinema playlist 
highlights? Yeah, it's a highlight. And it's all scenes from uh, shows and movies that I've watched over the past... Um, but have you seen w- w- You Were Never Really Here? Have you seen Success? Yes. That's when he, yeah. Crack addict. I'm interested in becoming a method. I'm interested in becoming a method. Oh, Orson Welles. Have you seen this about him talking about... Over accidents. That's what I've been trying to say, dog. It's yeah. the accidents. It's like the weird shit. But okay, so there's this quote for, that Fat Mike says. Like, uh, he goes, "Punk rock is not about uh, punk rock is not about success." success. We all do this. Because we did it for eight years with with no money. And it's like, that's the con, that's like this idea of punk rock to me and like doing something just cause you know, it's like the fucking right thing to do and you believe in it. And it's like, even if there were no people, this is great. This like helps when people just so anyone listening to this, like, please comment me cause I need the validation really badly. <laughs> but to be totally honest with you, I'm not going to stop doing this. Because I just believe that like it's my truth. And I believe that when we sit here and we talk about this stuff, it's like there's nothing else that is more important to be talking about. I know that. And, And you know that. I know you know that. And we've recently been shook up by some outside stuff and, and it's causing us to kind of re-examine stuff and look at stuff, which is good and, and be more careful, even though I came out super hot on this one on some sex stuff, but that's just between me and, you know, I, that's not going to hurt anyone except for maybe my wife. But I mean, that's at least, it, huh? at least that's <laughs> keeping it in the family, you know, but like, yeah, it's that, it's that, I think that if you do shit for the right reason, if you adopt that punk rock philosophy of like, just, we're just going to fucking do it. Like these motherfuckers toured in a van eating top ramen for eight years. And like, as soon as they had a little bit of success, they shit all over K rock and they never got radio play. But like 30 years later, they're like the most credible, respectful punk band in the world, which is no effects. And then he has his own label and he's like, one of the biggest punk labels. Yeah. They're, they're, they're they're, most well respected. Yeah. They're like, they're, it's just a, it's just, it's so much cooler to me. They're punk gods. Yeah, it's so much cooler to me. And also, I've been reading, you know, a lot of like, you know, Gary Vee talks about it, and um, uh, um, this guy who I follow, um, Bob Lefsetz, writes articles about it a lot now. And it's like the slow road when you build it slow, it's slower, but you get real. It's like a real thing, like when yeah. you blow up overnight because of like some bullshit and you lose it really quickly. And it's like bands like, you know, fish or the dead or no effects or, you know, uh, you know, certain 
you know, groups or artists like suicide boys, or it's like, they're not trying to like win real quick. They're like doing it. Cause they, it's like that punk rock shit, you know, it's yeah. like lifers yeah. fans for life. Because what you're doing is coming from a place of like pure authenticity. But when it comes from that kind of a place and you're not thinking about like, uh, you know, appealing to everyone, you're going to turn a lot of people off at first, but you're going to get like real motherfuckers. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. Like, totally. like Harmony Corinne, Larry Clark. Yeah. You just got to stay Vincent real. Vincent Gallo, Gus Van Sant, Oliver Stone, you know? I mean, the thing about Kurt Cobain is it happened on accident to him and he killed himself right? because he didn't like want it to happen that way. I feel like he was on some punk rock shit. And when he blew like that, he was like, fuck dude, like this is like not like the way I wanted it to be, you know? And now I'm so much as expected of me and I'm like this pop star and all my core fans are like talking shit about me because I have all this success and that's another thing about people is they, they hate I on. bet you it's not even that. I think the poor guy was just a drug addict like us. Yeah, for sure. Was, but his mind was telling him those things, even though they were bullshit. That, but you know how every one of us said we wanted to die? Well, you didn't say it, but we get to that suicide point. No, We've I, all been there. I, I was right. there. That's the rock bottom. I was there, and, and, and you're right. It was the heroin. I mean, there's some controversy as to whether or not Courtney hired someone to kill him i don't know for some reason i i really like him i mean i haven't even heard all his albums but the music that i hear from him it just has such emotion it just brings something out of me and it's incredible i'm not a big music guy like you guys say all these bands and shit i have no fucking idea maybe i've heard of them but like i like bands like the subhumans i fucking love the subhumans really? and That's primus punk rock bro and Black Sabbath and like Primus is you would love, I love Primus. Primus. That it, but that's they're, like they're, you, they're so weird and they suck. That's I mean, like you through and through. They don't suck, but I can't believe you just said that. Sailing the Seven Seas of Cheese, mm-hmm. dude. Primus is one of the most original, authentic, unique. And you say they suck, but they actually don't suck. They're, they're really good musicians, yeah. but a lot of people, like my roommate said, I've never heard such a terrible band. Right. Well, because that's what I'm saying is they have dieharders. Like Weezer. Well, Weezer is incredible. You can't well, deny. Some people, do you remember back in the day? But not like Primus. Primus is like, my Jerry was a race car driver. This is a weird, like, bass fucking, like, hick, hick, like, bass. What's the bass, car, bass player's name in Primus? Is it Les Claypool? Les Claypool? Yeah, so Les Claypool actually started a band called Oysterhead with the lead singer of Fish um, and the drummer of The Police. It's crazy, bro. I think you really. I'm gonna send it to you after this. It's called Oysterhead, and I just love Les Claypool. He's such a. I think he's like a, some kind of genius or yeah, something. Yeah, right? for sure. And but he's not all fucked up. He didn't. I thought he was a tweaker or something, but I don't. He no, seems he's okay. a fucking genius. Hey, right. did you know I've been watching Spartacus? And do you know what a Primus is? I never knew this, but I'm watching Spartacus. This show's fucking amazing. Have you guys ever seen it? This podcast been like three or four hours. Or yeah, well, we we right. can wrap it up soon. But the, 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 this show, I would recommend anyone that's listening to this podcast to watch this show. Uh, uh, but a Primus is like the final event in the gladi- in the Gladiator arena. 
And, and all the gladiators like wanted to be in the primus. And I never knew what that word meant. And I always like, I actually would really like to get a primus shirt. I think that'd be fucking dope. Cause like no one rocks. What? Ooh, yeah. Damn, what happened to them? Yeah, I want to listen to them again. Um, but yeah, that's what Primus means. And the Spartacus is really cool. The dude who, the star of Spartacus, died of, can- of um, lymphoma like after the first season. This guy is fucking amazing, bro. He's like. Did, he's, they, did they recast yeah. for the second? They, they went back to like before. The second season is pretty good too, but the first so season. So his character is still there. I mean, like, do you him. realize what Spartacus did? Like, do you understand who that was? No. He was, yeah, he, he was captured and he became a gladiator. And gladiators were slaves that were forced to fight in the arena. Yeah. And it was like a fucking, like, just entertainment for, like, the people and the, and the rich kings and queens and whatever. Yeah. And they would just watch people just slaughter each other. And they're like, blood, like, we want to, we want blood. Blood is a really common theme in, like, old times. It's kind of weird when you think about how much they use that word and sacrificing blood and all this stuff. But, but yeah, so Spartacus was like, this is not, like, dope. Like, right. we're just, like, slay. Like, there's more to life than just glory in the arena. Like, I love my wife. I'm like a person and everyone, you know, they, 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 they brainwashed these gladiators to think that like glory in the arena was like the highest level of, you know, anything you could ever want. And he like showed them that these people were just like using them. And he led the charge of this, like, uh, I mean, Oh, so this is real. Yeah. This is bro. All, I didn't know that. And they're like the 30, like badass fucking like gladiators, like scrappers, like super fit, like fools that would kick the shit out of the king. They all united and were like, fuck this shit. And they just slaughtered fucking everyone. That's sick. And just like, and the last scene is just like him, like coming out of the, but like what leads up to that is really, really cool. And like the, the dynamics, the relationships between each gladiator and him just having this kind of like more like gentle, like chill, like he's just a dope character. Yeah, but the real life story is crazy because he had everything. He finally made it. He was a star. All of, you know, thousands of no, girls no, no. Yeah. lusting over him. Right. Yeah. And then he gets cancer. Like he's oh, a young, thick no, no, guy. No, 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 no. Oh, you're saying you're the, the Spartacus, the character, the actor, the actor. Oh, right. I mean, yeah, what yeah. a crazy story. What a sad, crazy story. No, but yeah. yeah, it's funny because in the in the in the show he also becomes famous, right? He becomes the the most famous, most successful gladiator of all time. He's winning everything and he's like this superstar. And, and then, then he, he rejects it all. Yeah. That's sick. But it's also really crazy when you watch the show because this you know this dude died and it's kind of tragic and he's like this super good looking like dope actor he like you know embodies all the same things that someone like leo or brad pitt he's like uh you know he reminds me kind of of utrid the last kingdom it's a really good show too but um wickham's yawning 
Jordan's like falling asleep. I'm fucking <laughs> ranting. <laughs> this was, a, I think this is a really, really good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, thanks. But uh, you guys stay sober, you know, because yeah. I mean, it's kind of important to have new, pe- you know, new people's lifeblood and it's so fucking hard, dude. So your, yeah. your mind. We, 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 we can, can they get your number? Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. We should, we can all just stay in touch and, 